take three. <laughs> take three? Well, I guess two. Yeah. Hello. Three if you consider all the pre-gripes we've been doing. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Off my gripes. Really, our whole life is a podcast. That is. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. Well, really, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, what is cultural critique if not gripes um, written mm-hmm. very nicely? Yeah. Yeah, it takes a whole lifetime to learn how to it does to gripe appropriately. Um, and today we're gonna practice by griping, right. getting back into it. Yeah, we've been gone for two months. Yeah, it has been two months. <laughs> bend it, bend it down a little bit towards your mouth. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it has been two months. Um, what have you been up to? I've been, uh, I mean, kind of same old, just teaching. I'm, I'm full-time at San Diego State right now, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. But I'm teaching five different classes, which is crazy, which is a crazy-ass thing to have to do. I'm, like, having to code switch a lot among disciplines because they're not all in philosophy. Actually, there's just two that are philosophy and then three others that are in different disciplines. So I'm kind of, like, div- doing a lot of interdisciplinary humanities stuff, um, which is very fun and nice. totally my thing, but it's very... Uh, it's just like cognitively ta- taxing to be like jumping around a lot, but it's been good. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds like a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of like my nightmare, but <laughs> I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so wait, are you writing like five lectures a week? Yeah. Cool. Well, four, because one class I have taught before. So mm. luckily that one's like in the can, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, but yeah, that does sound like a lot. Um bradley's still here bradley's still around he's still on third mic he's really on one today he's been he got into a bag of food while i was gone it was really funny (laughs) no it wasn't it was was ingenious (laughs) he was a devious fellow he is very devious and now his he he has a stomach ache probably from eating all of this illicit food Um, (laughs) yeah they bought him contraband food yeah so (laughs) if you hear him screaming um it is my fault because I left the food within striking reach <laughs> or whatever the phrase is. Um, anyway. What have you been up to the past two months? What have I been up to? I mean, I've I'm... been around too, but you know, <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. the fans. Right, right. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've just been vibing. I've been trying to finish my damn dissertation. I'm very close now to doing so. Um, I've been TAing. A little bit i've been i don't know just ind- indulging in other new hobbies i started making bread i've been running um that's lovely yeah the bread was delicious i, I ate some earlier oh thank it was you really good yeah i've been just like trying to get offline a little bit this has been my real goal mm. it's going okay and this will be my main gripe is, <laughs> of the day is online is online yeah okay. i'm a luddite now I, th- um, I am a luddite too Oh, cool. I think that's right. So that's what's changed. Yeah. And that's why we haven't been potting. Right. Because it's we don't f- we hate technology. the microphones. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly Just it. holding this. I can feel the radiation. I um, can too. Uh, cool. Right. So um, I like this. In our notes document, you said, it's a time of change, perhaps. So we must gripe. So right. I'm curious, what, what change are you are you feeling? Well, I was thinking about how you're applying to school, but I don't know if I want to you know, yeah. put you on the spot no. oh, and yeah, say yeah. this. Um, but that was my first thought, and I'll let you 
chat about that but also i think another big thing that has changed in my life in the past two months is um it was time for me this is my last year of my phd program to go on the job market uh the academic job market if i you know want to be a professor starting next year and i decided no i do not want to do this which was kind of a big thing that happened so I think that has been a big change in my life is being like oh I don't want to be a professor or I'm not going to be a professor right after you know that's huge yeah yeah you know after like how old am I I don't know I guess for the past like eight years I've been thinking like oh I'm gonna go to grad school and then I'm gonna get like a 10-year track job and just like vibe for the next I don't know 40 years or whatever um and even though I was like always kind of on the fence about if I actually wanted to do that it was like an option right and now I guess I could still yeah change my mind it does remain an option (laughs) but not one that you're pursuing anyway which is right yeah agent uh, or like a good bit of agency there for you yeah so that has been, I think, the big change in my life, um, or that's what is making it feel like a time of, of change, as yeah. I put it. Right. Yeah. No, that is, yeah, that is huge. I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. It was, well, I mean, yeah, it was like a month ago or something, I feel like. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm uh, doing the other thing. I'm going the opposite <laughs> direction, sort of. Um, I'm not like, you know, I'm trying to... Well, I'm like, I've got this weird alt-academic gig where I'm a consultant and a lecturer, and I'm trying to sort of see if I can put those threads together by doing a PhD related to all of the various things that I've been doing. So mm-hmm. just applying uh, to UC San Diego in one, one program, see how that goes. Yeah, if you guys are listening, let them in. Yeah, let, yeah, if you guys are, yeah, if you guys are listening to this please (laughs) it would be it would be rad i had a good time everybody else stop listening yeah stop this is just (laughs) ucsd please yeah ucsd science studies please let me in um yeah so we'll see we'll see how that goes but i guess it's also kind of a weird yeah it is like that is a change for me but it's also like a broadly like I don't know. I'm really just trying to put the threads together here. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of change. Stitch them up. I'm stitching them up. I'm trying to stitch them. Yeah. I'm, I'm darning together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This is a great metaphor that will carry us through yeah. the episode. Yeah. I can feel it. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was joking when I wrote in the notes, it is a time of change, perhaps. So we much regret we much we must gripe but i do think that's true i do think when you're going through a time of change you know a a paradigm shift if you will oh i love that you start to think a lot about what what's this all for oh yeah you know oh yeah if i'm not going to be a professor why did i just spend you know five years six years doing this right and it's so that you could have like a pretty insightful podcast (laughs) this is the pinnacle this is the output oh my gosh last like last like 15 years of your life have all been oriented ultimately toward this that's kind of no that's great (laughs) i love that it's not upsetting no Um, yeah well i thought for some reason i thought you were gonna say so you could like make bread and i was gonna say yes because i do feel Mm. like i've just been you know, toiling, struggling, reading these books, I don't know, whatever one does in grad school. And now I'm just like, what was it all for? Oh, so I can like vibe now or like know that I want to just vibe and have a normal job and, you know, go on runs, 
in my neighborhood and yeah pet bradley even though he's being a jerk like you know right and that's fine right i mean you only live once and like it's good to have spent a good portion of that time doing something really cool and interesting like mm-hmm. there's just no way that that's not yeah no i cool yeah i definitely don't regret it and i'm still like enjoying it although my first gripe is um writing is hard right and um fuck the academy oh yeah that's my first gripe but well why don't we just slip right in <laughs> to to the gripes portion okay. yeah. <laughs> sorry why did you phrase it i don't like know that? i was gonna say slither but that felt horrible. <laughs> yeah that's worse, worse. <laughs> so <laughs> because i'm always looking for different verbs to say and you know like you know i'll text you and john i'll be like you know i'm like crawling over or like you know i'm squirming on over like it's just just one of my little affectations sure do you do that in class when you're teaching yeah you say let's slip no i don't say no i don't say (laughs) they're like what yeah, no. I mean, crazy teaching evaluations. <laughs> he just used the wrong verb in like vaguely sexual, but not quite fully sexual ways constantly. But then he kept winking afterwards, which <laughs> really made it. Right. <laughs> oh, but yeah, okay, fine. Let's, yeah. let's you guys get into it. mosey through this reading. Wink. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, so where should we start? With- well,. What is your so your what's your academic grief gripe? Start with that. Um, what is my gripe? I just the job market. I don't know. Whatever. I decided not to do it. But the reason I decided not to do it is because like there were three jobs right that I found, and I was like, these are great jobs. One of them I never would have gotten. (laughs) It was like I don't know at a public four year university here in California at a very in a very desirable location kind of like open rank you know very competitive and I also like didn't really want to live in this desirable location and then one was like my dream job but it was in Alabama no offense to Alabama but I don't want to live there and then the third was like a decent job um but also like in an undesirable location and like really heavy teaching load like I think like three classes a semester which to you <laughs> who is suffering you're yeah. like i fucking wish I could. yeah that's <laughs> but i don't that's know like so funny the the tenure clock was kind of strict there i was a technical university um so i would have only been teaching like engineering and business students um which maybe we'll get into uh our gripes about engineering oh, i don't yeah. know um but it just like the whole thing just I felt very frustrated. I was just thinking like, okay, I've been in school for like five years and now I'm supposed to like go get this job where I'm going to just have to like grind for another seven years to try to get tenure. And then after that, maybe I'll get to do what I want to do. Um, And this just seemed like hellish to me. Yeah. And I don't know. I've just been feeling very like frustrated with university bureaucracy stuff and like all these different hoops they just want us to jump through all the time and it just feels kind of useless and pointless to me i don't know this is a very specific gripe um to my life right but no it is 
yeah, universities are dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I realize this is just like me. It's a very like niche gripe. Right. Most people who are listening to this are like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Right. Oh, you don't like your job? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess there's something, you know, this is something that I will note, note is that like a lot of times academics will complain about university bureaucracy and the unfair like new liberal university and all of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then they'll be like that's why i'm leaving and it's like brother what do you think it's like outside like n- depending right there's different <laughs> options but it's not like there's like salvation to be found like outside of it too which i'm not like yeah no you know, absolutely i think that's like correct. like it's just it, like it's it's just we have a common struggle across right. you know oh yeah across I think... many different I think that's right. But I guess, like, I did this government internship over the summer, which I really liked um, and, like, influenced my decision not to pursue an academic job yeah. quite a bit. And, like, there, obviously, there's bureaucracy. It's the government. <laughs> like, yeah. But at least I know what to expect or I knew what to expect and I was, like, getting paid a decent amount. And right. on top of that, I could just, like, you know, the day was over. I was like, all right, time to vibe. Right. I wasn't thinking, like how will i like i don't know it wasn't like so bound up in like my image of myself or my right identity in a totally. way that i feel like academic life wants you to like think <laughs> like yeah. i think yeah. i don't no, know that's that and that is i feel like the real like mm-hmm. actually like terrible thing about it other than like the pain and insecurity <laughs> but like yeah. um yeah just like the degree to which it's like such an identity job and like mm-hmm. so demanding of your of your person like uh, you know of your of your mind in that way like outside of just clocking in clocking out right yeah and i mean i'll be the first to admit that i've faced some difficult like academic rejections (laughs) in the past year that have just been like crushing and if this was just like a normal job like oh i want to get this job oh i didn't get it okay like i'm sure there were good candidates but like something about this thing this academic thing has just felt so personal like it just feels like a personal rejection it's like oh you have bad ideas and you're stupid yeah and now it makes it now this is making it sound like the reason i ain't going the job market is because i couldn't handle the rejection and that's fine if people think that i don't care whatever i know that's not i think you have good ideas and you're not stupid thanks (laughs) (laughs) we'll see um anyway um yeah i feel you I mean, the academic world is super fucked. Like, that's just, that's just, I mean, I, I left the PhD program that I was in for that reason. Um, you know, it was just, I just didn't want to deal with all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they just, I just keep coming. Cast a line. They roped you back they in. They did rope me back in. Yeah. Or at least I have a better sense of like how I want to do it. So true. Well, more on that later. We'll see. We'll see how it goes for me. Um, let's see. What do I, what do we want to gripe about next? Um, <laughs> wait, sorry. I just realized I put, okay, so I put, we need to get rid of dogs in public. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> and the, Okay, this is my most, my most caustic gripe that I'll put up at the top. I have had enough with dogs in public, you know? Yeah. Well, not that they need to be only kept in private, but there's just too many of them everywhere, you know? Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell you a story, but I'll wait until we're off Wait, mic. what? 
<laughs> I don't remember if I've told you already. So Okay, all right. Um yeah, just like there's dog shit on my street everywhere. You know how conservatives are always like, oh, there's like shit on the streets of San Francisco all the time, you know, and like it's so gross. I think that they're just I, I went to San Francisco recently ish mm-hmm. and um, I didn't, it was fine. It was nice. I don't know what their problem is. But what there is is a lot of dog shit everywhere because everybody has dogs and they don't know how to take, you know, proper care of them. Um, and they're like barking and all over the place and shitting all over the place. And I, you know. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. Yeah. This makes... You should, like, pair this with being a pronatalist. Yes. Yeah. Have a baby. You know what? Grow up. Don't have... Oh, you want something to care about? Yeah, you want something... You're too cool for a cat? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have a baby. You want something more involved? (laughs) Yeah, you're looking for a hobby? Have a baby. Have a kid. Yeah, Yeah. grow up. Have a baby. Um... Yeah, because at least those don't shit on the streets, you know? Like, that's yeah. My, yeah. Most of the time. I really feel, though, that, like, public sentiment, this is a prediction that I have. I think public sentiment soon will turn against, like, because right now, like, we're at, like, maximum permissiveness about dogs in, like, just about anywhere. Like, every cafe, every mm-hmm. bar, everybody's always like, oh, like, oh, you brought your dog in. I think that's going to change kind of soon. The other thing I think is going to change soon, weed. I think people are, the public opinion will turn against it a little bit turn against weed yeah yeah not like in a like we need to not like it needs to be illegal or anything like that but it's just like like weed being like such a popular there's like weed billboards everywhere well that's interesting i okay i wonder if the weed weed being everywhere and dogs being everywhere i wonder if this is a california problem i think oh yeah it probably certainly is yeah because i i went to the midwest uh in september had a great time i guess there were still a lot of dogs places um i feel like any the dogs thing i feel like is anywhere where there's like a lot of like young professionals mm -hmm. like anywhere where you're gonna you know where it's like there's if there's like breweries and hip cafes there's gonna be dogs everywhere too Mm -hmm. and honestly maybe weed too for yeah, the states where well, it's legal. in Ann Arbor, there's a ton of weed. Yeah. Um, it's like insane yeah. how much weed, right. how many weed billboards there are because it just became legal right. in 2020. So they're in the first like surge of it. Yeah. But I actually don't think that the tide will turn against weed. I think the tide okay. is turning against alcohol. It Like that is like in action right now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, but I, I do think... see that. Like, like, I saw, like, a tweet the other day that was just, like, guys, we need to stop drinking alcohol. And it had, like, 10,000 likes on it or something like that. Wow. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> you said, not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Why do you think that is, though? Why do I think it is? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've been feeling this way myself because I feel like during COVID, everyone is just, like, drinking so much, like, regularly, like, at home. Yeah. And I think that this is just, like, no longer trendy. I don't know. Personally, you know, I feel, like, old. <laughs> I feel like I can't hang mm-hmm. like I used to be able to, like, personally. Like, I don't know. I want to sleep well. Yeah. Um, I know you love Andrew Huberman. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's, like, extremely anti-alcohol. Yeah. Like, big time. Andrew right. Huberman is this Stanford podcast bro. Yeah. Um, I have a gripe against him. Yeah. 
he is like flirting with all the silicon valley elite like he had zuckerberg on his podcast yeah that's like his been his thing the whole time i'm i'm disappointed (laughs) (laughs) i don't know Yeah. yeah he's just like um i don't know that's Bradley hitting the door stopper, that's trying very, to look for more food. That's very cute. Um, yeah, I feel like that's just like he's he's at Stanford, right? Like that's his scene. Yeah, I mean, I guess he is. Maybe he's always been a fascist, but it's just really becoming apparent to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's anti-alcohol. I don't know. I'm just always seeing stuff online, like sober curious. Yeah. But I feel like weed will replace alcohol a little bit. Yeah. You just don't think so? Well, yeah, maybe it will. I don't know. Yet to be seen. I haven't factored the fact that people are turning against... Because I've noticed this too, but I hadn't factored that into my like forecast of people turning against weed. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like... I don't know. Because what will people do? Just, like, raw dog it, you know? Like, I think so. Mm. I think so. Oh, wait, I want to... Never mind. I don't want to discuss it on the you pod. Have a, you have a story about raw dogging. That you're... No, I don't. Have a story about raw. <laughs> Sorry. No, I have a story about another substance that I think will become more popular. Ketamine. Um, what do you? Ketamine, maybe. No. Well, I think, I think people. Okay. Here's what I'll say. I'll say I have not partaken. I have not done the drug, the substance I'm about to discuss. Mm. Um, but I think like psilocybin is about to be. You know, oh. Or like uh, magic mushrooms. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. But yeah, I think that's right. So I saw, uh, I've been getting all these like targeted ads. <laughs> Once again, have not consumed. If you're, you know, the government or a future employer, have not consumed. Um, like all these ads for like, you know, shrooms. But they're all like posed as, um, like all the ads are posing this as like a, like to improve your productivity and to like help you focus more that's like literally the work of like the father of lies satan the enemy you know how so i just can't i don't know it just feels so wrong no it's like very spooky to me for it to be like uh, as a productivity hack that's the part as a productivity hack for it to be like um welcome to the life you've been waiting for like young yuppie like right messaging around uh like this drug that I don't know. I watched the Michael Pollan documentary on it. Like, it's yeah. so culturally rich. Um, right. And all that. So I find this very disturbing. This is my gripe. Right. As well. Um, but I think, yeah, that will be on the come up. Okay. Weed on the come down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, if it was, like, the new year and we were doing one of those, like... Oh, like, ins and outs. Ins and outs. Oh, we should do that. Alcohol, yeah, we should. <laughs> Alcohol out. Weed on its way out. Shrooms in. in. All right. Mm-hmm. I buy I it. think that's right. Um, dogs, you're saying out. Dogs out, yeah. <laughs> Having children. In. No, in. Just yeah, that's right. Well, this is a Christian this is a Christian podcast and we are pro natalist. Yeah, you uh, were just saying it's good to raw dog. Yeah, so. You were just saying <laughs> No, you were just no. saying that. <laughs> Um <laughs> I feel like this is distracted from our gripes. But. That's true, yeah. No, okay, okay, let's get back. We we've edged into bants now we gotta get back to gripes yeah um okay let's see let's see what else did i want to complain about um i want to know why you hate stem 
Yeah. I feel like this could build off the my Huberman. Well, grade. it definitely does. Yeah, STEM. So, okay, let's be clear. I I am not. I'm a, a you know a good materialist, um, and I tend toward a more empiricist epistemology. Um, so obviously, I think science is great. Um, all for science. However, STEM, like as branding, mm-hmm. I just I don't. I've never looked into this, but I'm just <laughs> sure it's true. I oh. feel like it's got to be like defense industry propaganda, like trying to get i don't know like the the focus on like stem as branding um where you know who's benefiting from this like pharma and defense industry i guess like then the people who make like apps and phones and stuff but like it just feels like uh such i don't know like leveling the economic potential for like offered by like science and engineering degrees as like a propaganda to students to not like engage with i don't know like the the arts and humanities and stuff yeah like that's what it feels like it feels like it's like a like chauvinistic propaganda branding or something like that mm. okay but what about steam that is the most cope sad shit I've ever run into. First off, for those that's just academia minus the humanities. Yeah, go go on. Yeah, so there's STEM. What is that? Science, technology, technology engineering, and math. Yeah. Ugh, loser shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Uh, right, wait, pump the brakes. How are technology and engineering different? What do you? Maybe technology could be like media studies. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall McLuhan rolling in yeah, his grave. Yeah, absolutely no. not. That's really good. And math, by the way, is math is just pure philosophy. So, you know, I don't know what that's doing there either. Well, how but, is engineering not math? Well, you use math and engineering. Right. But like pure math, like by itself, that's just like the study of concepts. You're just doing philosophy at that point. Well, I just, I guess like why isn't it just like science and engineering? Yeah, that's what it should be. Is yeah but i guess sad yeah <laughs> and i guess people people who do go into math and like have math majors and stuff learn a program oftentimes or just mm-hmm. naturally good at it um and so end up getting like they can code missiles too mm-hmm. like, like right yeah. right um but yeah steam is just uh arts yeah you throw in the arts yeah and like why not call it teams or meets Oh, yeah. <laughs> I go to a meets school. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds like cooler than oh, I go to a steam magnet yeah. school or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, so stupid. See, that's like charter school shit. I don't know what. I, don't, I haven't put it together because this isn't like the thing I've been thinking about, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's something sinister here. And the, the exclusion of the humanities, which is like the field of study that has concepts that can be used to like make people suspicious of this. I don't know. Coincidence? I think not. Okay, so here's what I'm proposing. Okay. Science, humanities, engineering. Okay. She. (laughs) (laughs) Who is she? (laughs) What is she? That's perfect. (laughs) She is life. (laughs) What else is there? Um, (laughs) That's perfect. I mean, well, that's just like school then. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, steam is just all of the regular subjects you can't mi- read <laughs> yeah but you can't read <laughs> yeah. yeah okay well the thing is a lot of kids can't read because they're is... not teaching phonics in school oh, anymore sure. so i was seeing a conspiracy theory tiktok um that was like kids don't 
like no phonics so they just like memorize what words look like like they like you know know what the shape of the word dog is but they can't like sound shit out yeah so you like are seeing a bunch of like 11 and 12 year olds who like cannot like read aloud very well because it takes them so long to like yeah process words i don't know if this is true i think it's true (laughs) but it's horrifying i think the yeah the like owners of capital are preparing a new generation of lithium miners you know mm-hmm. like who don't need to know about this stuff <laughs> i'm thinking of how they should integrate reading and then it's stream <laughs> <laughs> just, oh it's so dumb that's really good oh my god and philosophy you should get well they should put also like just humanities so like st- stream, stream. <laughs> yeah oh yeah god. stream <laughs> so good and we don't you don't need technology either because that's already in engineering like what are you engineering if not technology so um sheem but then you need reading oh yeah yeah remash (laughs) damn you're really good at the anagrams yeah because i can do phonics right (laughs) and i can't you can see people this is what happens (laughs) remash that's so stupid. <laughs> I know. All right. I'm into it, though. Yeah. But okay. no, I agree. It is a PSYOP. Um, yeah. I've also been seeing a conspiracy that the CIA invented interiority by, I don't know, like funding MFA programs. And that's why all books <laughs> now suck. That's so, that's so good. <laughs> and that's why all like English MFA books are like the same. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Why? Why though? What's their motivation? I don't know. They're just like, let's fuck with, let's fuck with the MFAs. Like we got nothing else to do. Um, <clears throat> I guess, I guess that's the idea. I think it's that like, uh, like European fiction is too good, and so they were like threatened by you know experimental, like literature. Mm. And so they were like, let's make books bad now. Got it. That's really funny. I don't know. I don't know the details. Yeah, if you yeah. do know the details, um, email us. Yeah, email we're us. We're gonna get an at the email, new email that we're gonna get. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's taken. Right. So either email us at misenchantments at gmail dot com or misenchantments one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just send it to both, just to be safe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So yeah, Steam sucks. Steam. I'm against it. STEM. I'm against it, even if I'm in favor of science. And I guess engineering's good too although i don't like when people are like oh i'm an engineer i've always hated but i went to cal poly slow which Mm -hmm. is like epicenter of like the most heinous engineering culture you can imagine if you had to be the head of a school that was called a stem school what would you want the s-t-e-n-m to stand for oh my god okay semiotics Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Damn, he had semiotics loaded up. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what the oh, no. T is gonna be. Um, it'd be okay. Se- semiotics, transcendental philosophy, existentialism, oh. and Marxism. That would be the. Uh, Holy shit! You came up with that so fast. That's what we'd be learning. Yeah. Dang. All right. Great. Yeah. Cool. Um, what about you? I don't know. Um, and I've taken softness. <laughs> <laughs> uh trains okay yeah well that's a good use of engineering oh yeah definitely yeah definitely i would love more trains um what's the oh the e is english oh yeah yeah um what's the m 
maybe still math. I don't know. I <laughs> I wish I were better at math. Right. Uh, Softness trains English and math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Riley Academy. The Riley Academy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I or media maybe because oh, yeah. I wish people were more media literate. Oh, me too. And I feel like this is maybe something we could discuss. I think so too. Media literacy at an all-time low. Like holy shit. Pretty low. Yeah. Like, really low. horrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm being a bastard, but I'm thinking about it. Okay. I feel like it's probably not like an all-time low. Like, it's at an all-time low relative to the prevalence of media consumption sure so like probably like your average like like dumbass peasant guy or something in like the 1700s would have had like zero media literacy but also he wouldn't have encountered media that often um well whereas like contemporary people are just like bombarded with media production 100 percent of the time and are like only like 10 percent smarter than that 1700s guy i guess i want to be like more of a bastard and say nice. like everything is media so he would have been extremely media media literate because he would have been like this guy's talking to me (laughs) (laughs) you can't trust (laughs) no i'm serious no no i know that that's just really good (laughs) i'm for real body as media right that's feminist theory right (laughs) there um that's really good (laughs) so or like he's like there's like a close-up on his eyes as he's like savvily thinking this guy's talking to me or like i don't know i've told you about that interesting book i read where the author was like fire is media because it transforms that guy would be like that paper is burnt (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's media literacy people today though they see a tweet and they're like yes yeah (laughs) that's so true and they don't know right they don't know right but no, I okay, think your, so the, your point stands. The complexity of the media then has increased rather because like yes. all of that's still going on. Like there are still fire and bodies, but now there's also tweets totally. and TikToks and like billboards. This is, this and, is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, no, I do think that's right. That, yeah, relative to the amount of media, media literacy all time low. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Um, I do. I talk to my students about that sometimes because like. I do like to do like a little bit of like a, a case for why you should take your humanities class seriously because usually mm-hmm. like you know they do consider it one of the easier uh, or like I don't know one of the classes they don't have to care about as much and I do tell them like you're just like easy to fool if you don't right. if you're not good at this stuff um, like you need to like a good humanities toolkit just makes you much more media literate even if that's not exactly what you're studying, like even if you're like reading a book or something, like it just makes you more attuned to the different ways that people are gonna try to communicate with you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, what else What else do we got? What other gripes do we have? Yeah, I see one of my gripes would have put a little bit too uh, on the nose there for this. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, my first gripe actually for today was that I wrote, but I didn't want to start with it, but we'll talk about it. Is uh, dating apps are bad, but they're also the only game in town. True. Um, yeah, I'm against it. I'm ag- <laughs> it's just it's just bleak. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, I was thinking you saying this has been 
making me think of this book that maybe I've talked about on the pod before calls called Who Owns the Future by Jaron oh, yeah. Lanier, where he talks about how like he's like a former Microsoft guy, maybe still at Microsoft, but he's like a Luddite. He's completely offline. Yeah. And he just like makes weird uh, like medieval instruments and like learns how to play them. It's very nice. But anyway. Um, But his book is about, like, who owns the internet and whatnot, and he kind of puts out this case that, like, even if you are not on Facebook, your, like, life is very much shaped and affected by Facebook because, like, now all these companies, like, online websites, online websites, websites and whatnot, like, use, like, Facebook login. Oh, yeah. Instead of, like, using their own independent, like, I don't know software so if you don't use facebook then like you don't have access anymore to this like website that used to be like diy ran or whatever um and it strikes me that that is also true of like dating apps because even if you aren't even if you can say like oh i'm just not going to use the dating apps you're everyone else is doing it right so there's no longer like the infrastructure of being able to like i don't know go to the sock hop or whatever people (laughs) used to do (laughs) damn i'm i stay missing the sock hop honestly um yeah no i think that's right and i think like yeah i'm glad that you tied it into that because i was thinking about because like i wonder does he make this point because i haven't read that book like it's not even just that the like oh you can't log into different websites because it uses facebook login Mm -hmm. like yeah there's that practical issue but then there's like the broader issue that like now facebook is probably not the right example here just because if it's really diminished uh sort of like uh uh like role in Mm -hmm. (laughs) like global affairs Mm -hmm. i guess you could make this case like suppose that you thought that facebook influenced the 2016 election or something Mm -hmm. i think the jury is perhaps still out on the degree to which that's true but like um you're still living in a world created by Facebook in that case. Yeah. Or I think about this with TikTok, right? Like, not all my students are on TikTok, but a lot of them are. And then a lot of the, like, slang, fashion choices, etc., that are used or that, like, that are common among people mm-hmm. who are of their age, you know, like 18 to 22, like, comes from TikTok. So even if you're not, if you try to opt out, you're still living in the world that's being, like, culturally crafted, yeah by on by and on that platform yeah i think like another example is he wrote this book a while ago i think 2013 but it was when like amazon web services was just starting to pop off like most websites are on amazon cloud services now yeah um so you can't really like opt out of that or but yeah to your tiktok point i was even thinking like um of just like how entire industries are changing like because of tiktok and because of it like instagram like for example even if you're like uninterested in like weddings like let's say you want to get married and you're just like oh i just want like a normal person wedding like you're just gonna be like bombarded with all of this like how to like i don't know like you know i can't think of how to explain it wedding content or just kind of like the pressure from like wedding planners and like people who are online to like make your wedding like instagrammable or like or just like no maybe a more universal example like um there's like a big uptick of like people like filming strangers we now like have the awareness that if we are out in public we could be filmed oh yeah and put online right um and even if we're not doing that 
even if we're not online even if we wouldn't see this we have this like awareness that we're like kind of being watched yeah um so yeah i think that maybe is similar to what you're saying about tiktok like, yeah no i think that's right it just changes the what yeah lanier says and the dating apps as well. right yeah yeah because you might think like the practices that one brings to like dating apps end up reflected in dating more broadly even if it's oh yeah yeah that that too yeah Um, hookup culture i guess yeah enough stop hooking up people get married children have babies (laughs) yeah don't get a dog yeah um but no i yeah i think that's maybe not even hookup culture but yeah and it does suck yeah and like it just maybe there's like a superficiality that gets carried into the into the real world from that or mm-hmm. something like that yeah and i think it just like removes a certain like amount of i don't know if it's like agency itself or just like the feeling of agency over one's life but i just think i don't know maybe i'm reading into it too much i just remember being on dating apps and being like damn this fucking sucks <laughs> like i hate this shit so much but like yeah i don't know no yeah it is it is very bleak um yeah i don't know what else to say other than like it's it's a really interesting and like intimate example of the way that like platform like the shape of a platform ends up shaping the the shape of like just social life more broadly yeah that's a bummer right and i think that there's something maybe this is like an obvious point but like when we were talking about this earlier i was thinking about like kind of like you know the crafting of the self that goes into like i don't know making a dating profile yeah or just any profile yeah yeah or yeah or any profile and it just feels so like bureaucratic like it feels like adding an extra step yeah to something to like a process yeah and then i was thinking about um david graber's book bullshit jobs oh yeah do you know this book yeah yeah, we talked about it oh yeah yeah remember have we talked about it on the pod oh no oh okay i don't know if you're asking me or or just generally i guess both yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) um yes we have talked about bullshit jobs before but like he has this interesting well the point of the book is that he says that there are entire like industries that just shouldn't exist because they just like exist to be jobs and like (laughs) right kind of provide people with money but like we could just you know have like a universal basic income or something and this would be much better because no one should be subjected to like you know doing paperwork for eight hours a day when it's not necessary and he's right and everyone should read that book but he has this like anecdote about obama talking about like healthcare or er, healthcare workers uh health insurance workers um and obama says like oh the reason we can't get rid of health insurance and have like a universal system is because then those people won't have jobs right which like really betrays that those people are doing pointless jobs right um anyway i'm going i'm really getting distracted because i love this book so much but it just feels i guess like dating (laughs) profiles and like social media profiles feel like the bullshitification Ah. of like life or like the self like why am i having to add like an extra like thing to like make me seem like a human right and it just i think honestly does take up like a lot of time and is like bad yeah like i feel like i'm really becoming a social media is bad type of person yeah um yeah no i think that's i think that's true like i guess it adds like a layer god it's it's so 
funny because I was thinking like, okay, so like society is like more complicated now, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing. <laughs> Do you, have you ever thought about how we live in a society? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever thought about how fires and media? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so like social worlds are really complicated travel is like easier you know communications easier so all of this so like in a way like like social media profiles like exist both as an answer to that but then as a further exacerbating feature of that mm-hmm. like i'm thinking like i have a lot of friends who don't live anywhere near mm-hmm. me and so like one of the best ways like i keep in contact with a lot of them through instagram and stuff Mm -hmm. right like it's nice like i see their stories i reply to them they do the same for me and it's nice Mm -hmm. but then you know like uh the fact that we can do that sort of just like expands the scope of what kinds of social interactions we are plausibly expected to be involved in Mm -hmm. um and like necessitates that you have some sort of presence online so that people can be like who is this person? You know, what do they like? Yeah. Now? And then you, they can look at your profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been thinking about that too, because like, I mean, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a, a user of Instagram. I derive benefit from it. I don't know. Like we went to, with some of our friends, like that film festival oh, event yeah, yeah. that I found out about because of Instagram. Right. There are other, like, things I've learned about because of Instagram. Like, it is a helpful tool. Yeah. But it just feels like a counterfactual. I I don't know. I guess I I don't know how I want to pose it. It's hard to, like, imagine what the world would be like without this. Right. Um, And it feels kind of, like, pointless to try to imagine that. But then it's like, oh, I don't know. It just... There must be a better way, right? Because I feel, yeah, I feel like it exacerbates it. Oh, government run Instagram. Yeah, that's my solution. Yeah, I want Kamala in charge. I would love that. Can you imagine? God, a more mealy mouth. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a moderate guy. So many, so many like feelings and imaginings and stuff would be on there. Potentialities. Have you seen that? You know that meme of that little boy who's trying to explain yeah. his dream? <laughs> like, have you, you ever, ever had a dream, a dream where you just, uh, where, yeah. in your dream, where you just, where, yeah. where, where yeah. you just? Yeah. Did you say you're a moderate? That's really funny. Yeah. I want a job. <laughs> right. Government, if right. you're listening. Right, right, right. Give me a job. Um. But yeah, no. Oh, I was going to say about it exacerbating it. I've, it feels like with dating apps, like, you're constructing like a a persona and yeah. then the goal of you know dating and intimacy is to like deconstruct that persona oh <laughs> damn that's so true so it's like first i have to build up myself right. and then i have to let this person and maybe that's how dating has i was gonna been. say there's a degree to which that's like just how meeting somebody ever always is and getting close to them but i feel like it make it like reifies that that like false persona mm-hmm. um, when you make a profile around it, and then that's like your primary point of engagement. Mm-hmm. So like, whereas there's a kind of tacit knowledge that that's what's going on when you meet a person at first, and then you know get to know them, and then break their walls down, and mm-hmm. suddenly this person that you just randomly met <laughs> and at then the you DMV raw dog. is <laughs> <and> you're <laughs> raw dogging them. <laughs> yeah 
God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is really good. I like how at the beginning you're like, I could tell this thread analogy is going to carry us oh, through fuck, the I episode. About the and, you're, and instead, it's like pronatalist raw dogging. Is the, the, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm not. <laughs> um, but instead, with the dating apps. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, at least when you're talking and like running across a person and like engaging with a profile, now you're like, you are engaging with the profile, not, not with a person who you assume is, is like putting up, you know, like a mm-hmm. get to know you front. But like, I mean, I guess that kind of is what's going on, but like still there's like, you don't, they're, they're nothing to you apart from that profile. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of changes. I think that changes like the mindset just a little bit. Yeah. I would never say some of the things that I've said on there to, to some people in person. I'll tell you that. I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not I'm just, you've never. Some of the most heinous shit you've ever heard. Give us an example. Like, no. I'll be just like, be like, what's up? Do you want a raw dog? No, you don't no, say I'm that. Kidding. I'm, no, I'm kidding. No, I don't say I'm not. I'm not mean. But I do mean, like, it is just weird. Like, yeah. Know, it's like, okay, I don't know what this, what this person actually is. I just see, like, right. There's like a few pictures and, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like when robocalls, like, call other robots. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just two robots right. talking to each other over the phone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this fits into... Ow, what the fuck? Did you see that? No. He just opened... His, Bradley was laying on my lap, and he just opened his mouth and chomped my knee. Brad, Pre- why did you do this that? This is the second episode now where Riley has had to accuse you of chomping. <laughs> he chomped. He's been chomping. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um <laughs> That was such a quiet meow. <laughs> it was. But it got it got picked up. Oh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> His voice really carries is yeah, the thing. It does. He's very shrill. Well, it's at a frequency, yeah, that we're just mm. you know, penetrating. See that science. How would you have known that? Shit. I would have known it with semiotics. <laughs> you would have known it with direct realism. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. a philosophy joke. That is, yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, the personification, <laughs> the personification <laughs> right. is just, I've been thinking a lot about like our, uh, I, I really just have the sense that the past 20 years or so has really just been characterized by like an an increased awareness of like narrative yeah Uh, this is my this is something i've just been really just like thinking about a lot and i think that like more than ever we're just very aware of how we're like perceived and like i think this is the result of like identity politics to some degree like we're really just like what is my story what is my narrative right um and i don't know it's very protestant good things bad things what's what's protestant to gripe about this no 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 (laughs) like the the like fixation on like the inner like Mm. who you are on the inside Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing that is very protestant Mm. Mm. yeah identity politics as the culmination of protestant theology that'd be such a fun project that would probably wouldn't get off the ground but it'd be funny to say funny no to i think up. it's real i think yeah. we just did it yeah i think we, we did just do it <laughs> give actually. us a grant yeah literally yeah i read. was gonna say nih but that's not right not the what's the national institute of health yeah nih give us a grant to, to, yeah. to trace identity politics back to protestantism yeah um which i am a protestant so i'm not dissing it and i have an identity so i'm not 
you know oh thank god yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay that's my last gripe is that i have been feeling spiritually unmoored i've just been like vibing out in the world damn Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's kind of a heavy (laughs) wait a second yeah i was like i was like trying to gauge like okay where is she going with this i don't know that's Um, it i'm sorry to hear that it's okay i mean it's fine i've just been like i don't know yeah not thinking i guess as intently as i usually do about mm, i don't know religion or god or whatever yeah so yeah i've actually been in a period of not thinking about that as much either Mm -hmm. um like i kind of feel like i've been going through the motions a little bit Mm because i still go to church and stuff Mm -hmm. although i've been to a couple other i went to a quaker meeting the other day oh yeah that was cool and did anyone speak only at the end Mm -hmm. yeah which they like people were allowed to speak whenever Mm -hmm. but then they made intentional time to speak at the end so i feel like nobody wanted to speak during the free air time you Mm -hmm. know so it was just like quiet sitting a cat came in. It was mm. really cute. That is like, like he just wandered into the into the meeting room. Quaker like, cat. Yeah, Quaker cat. That's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, I feel like you know, a season for everything, as they say. Sure. Um, like it'll it'll come back probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be. Well, I don't think I'm an atheist now. I don't think I'm just like, can you imagine next episode? I'm like, nah, I'm done thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to raw dog right. life. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't really have any further thoughts on the, the unmoored thing. Yeah. Except that. Well, maybe we'll come back to it. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, that is a good good thing to think about it's our that's our teaser yeah, for the, is, a yeah. future episode probably not the next one right. i don't know what we'll talk about i'm gonna convert episode. riley to christianity <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's christianity right. yeah you can do a an episode explaining right to me yeah what is christianity yeah could be helpful it could be god, <laughs> god. well i think that's the things i'm complaining about today mm-hmm. you know I'm all out of gas for complaints. Now I'm just left with gratitude. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, wait, okay, wait. What are you hopeful for or about? What inspires hope in you? Um, I don't know. I feel like now that I'm not stressed about, like, getting an academic job so much, like, this has always been, like, kind of, like, I don't know, the carrot dangling on the stick or whatever. Yeah. I've just been kind of, like, enjoying the present more where yeah. i'm like oh i guess i could just have like a life in which i i don't know just like enjoy myself and like have a decent job and i get to like enjoy the pleasures of i don't know like making dinner making bread making petting podcast. bradley making podcasts yeah like pursuing my little intellectual projects and crafts like on my own time right. um and I don't know. I guess this is just like hopefully how most people live, but it's just something I hadn't really thought about much because like I've been in school. Yeah. And this is kind of like this cloud like looming over me is like the school of it all, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just can't handle the school of it all. <laughs> that is very, how I feel. That's very good. Um, so now I'm like, oh, well, what comes after that? Oh, it's actually nice. Yeah. Um, so I feel hopeful about this. I'm that's excited great. to 
I mean, I'm, we're going to record again before I defend, hopefully like a few times because I'm not defending for right. <laughs> months. So it's not right. like this is it, guys. Um, I'm going to have my PhD or whatever. But yeah, I'm excited about that, I guess. Yeah. What no, that's you? awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's really cool. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm feeling a little hopeful. I'm feeling hopeful because I feel like ambitious in a way that I haven't in like a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'm just like, I'm working a lot, but, and it's hard to like, uh, like manage just how much uh-huh. shit I'm doing, but I feel very like aggressive about it in a way that is, um, mm-hmm. uncommon, I guess, or just something I haven't done a lot. So I do feel hopeful about, about, yeah, my, uh, level of ambition. Nice. Yeah. yeah I feel like. At least this is how I'm feeling. I feel like it's like a season of like vitality or like energy. Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot of not to sound like a a hippie, but like there's a lot of energy. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Cool. cool. And once again, UCSD if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm ready to slip in. No. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, uh, <laughs> yeah. see you in heaven, I guess. I'll see you in heaven, Riley. <laughs> well-